With KSOM, KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. The weather forecast for the first week of January appears uneventful. However, this may change starting this weekend and into early next week. Rod Donovan, meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Des Moines, says primarily dry and breezy conditions will dominate the forecast this week. And Donovan says they're watching a system that may come through the Midwest early next week. And we do get a little more active as we go into the weekend and especially into early next week. So we do have a couple of systems that we're monitoring that could bring some potential wintry weather to Iowa and certainly parts of the Midwest during that time period. And Donovan says the track of these storms is yet to be determined. But uh, at least this weekend looks in the form of potentially some light snow. And as we go into early next week, it's a little more powerful system that's going to be bringing some significant precipitation, at least somewhere across the region. If that gets up into Iowa, it certainly could be uh, moderate to even greater amounts of snow with that. Right now, the most favored locations with that would certainly be uh, across more of the southeast parts, so we'll monitor the exact track of that. And Donovan adds, we are coming off a December rated one of the top warmest of all time across most of the state, specifically Des Moines rated in the top four warmest on record dating back to the 1850s. Donovan says the rain event this past month kept the state from being one of the driest months on record. He says there was not much snowfall across the state in December. Well, state climatologist Justin Glisson tells KSOM KS95 News that 2023 ended with an average temperature of 2 degrees above normal, which ranks as one of the top 20 warmest years in Iowa on record. Glisson says this correlates with the drought expansion, especially in eastern and southern regions of the state. We typically have warmer conditions when we don't see a lot of thunderstorms. No cloud cover, no precipitation. We get warmer temperatures. Glisson says the state received about 27 inches across the state, about 9 inches below average. Glisson says southwest Iowa came in about 82% of normal or 6 inches below average. So not extremely dry, but you couple this year, which will be in the top 25 driest years with the last three years, that's where you see 182 weeks uh, at the end of 2023 of at least D1 drought somewhere in the state. So we've uh, been on a a, a dry set of years. Now, Dr. Glisson says hopefully the pendulum will swing back to near normal or wetter conditions in 2024. One person died in a single-vehicle crash in Decatur County. The Iowa State Patrol says the accident happened at 4.18 p.m. Sunday on Highway 69 north of 120th Street. Authorities say 45-year-old Amanda Beth Zalesko of Davis City died from injuries in the crash. According to the report, a southbound 2006 Honda Accord driven by Zalesko left the road, entered the ditch, and struck a tree for unknown reasons. Ground ambulance transported Zalasco to the Decatur County Hospital where she died shortly after arriving at the facility. Montgomery County Sheriff's Office arrested a Red Oak man for OWI on Monday night. Deputies arrested 89-year-old Daniel Phelps of Red Oak during a traffic stop in the 1500 block of I Avenue at 10 p.m. Now, during the investigation, authorities took Phelps into custody for OWI first offense and driving with a revoked license. Deputies transported Phelps to the Montgomery County Jail and held him on a $1,000 bond. Red Oak police arrested an Atlantic woman following a traffic stop on Monday. The officer arrested 27-year-old Brittany Maria Say, who was driving a vehicle near Highway 48 and Ratliff Road. During the investigation, police arrested Assay for driving while barred. She was taken to jail and held a $2,000 bond. 
Well, the Cass County Board of Supervisors met this morning and they changed the board meeting schedule for 2024. Bandy Billings explains. It's kind of an unconventional thing because... The Cass County Board of Supervisors held their organizational meeting this morning and re-elected Steve Beyer as board chairman and Mark O'Brien as vice chair. The board then discussed and approved holding their meetings on the first and third Tuesdays of the month unless another meeting needs to be scheduled. Mark O'Brien made the suggestion. I brought this up last year, if you remember right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, also, and that was kind of my driving force to bring it up again this year was... Um, it seems like sometimes we just scramble to put things on the agenda to even have a meeting that some of the stuff could wait a week and so on and so forth. The board named the Atlantic News-Telegraph, Anita Tribune, and Grizzled American as the official county newspapers. They set the mileage reimbursement rate at 50 cents per mile for employees and 67 cents per mile for sheriff civil processing. The board set the medical examiner fees, approved Dennis Vogel as weed commissioner, and approved a number of committee appointments. In other news, the zoning commissioner, Mike Kennan, spoke to the board about issues with junk properties. We do have the same issues that continue with problems with junk or salvage properties in the county. One specific property brought up is on Yankton Road, where the landowner is storing junk vehicles and other items, and there are times these items end up in the right-of-way or on adjacent property. The supervisors agreed this is a problem that needs to be pursued, and the ordinance needs more defined and better enforced. Kennan said he's going to get some things written up to bring back to the board. I'm Eddie Bellings, reporting. In the Montgomery County Board of Supervisors re-elected Mike Olson as the supervisor chair and Charles Smith, the vice chairman, during the organizational meeting on Tuesday morning. The supervisor also approved the Oretica Express as the official newspaper and set December 26th as a holiday on the 2024 calendar. The supervisors also ran down the list of the 17 different committee assignments, and most of not all remained the same. The board also approved the areas of interest for attendance only, Non-voting members for the Montgomery County Memorial Hospital, Red Oak Chamber and Industry, Montgomery County Conservation Board, Public Health Initiative Productions. During the regular business meeting, the supervisor approved a first-time resolution for a bridge embargo per Iowa Code. Supervisor Chairman Mike Olson says they have never had a resolution covering the weight limits on county bridges. Through Sheriff Spinagle earlier this fall, he said that they can go out and talk to these people crossing these bridges, but there's nothing legally they can do because we have not passed a resolution covering those bridges. Olson says every bridge in Montgomery County is legally embargoed, whether 40 tons or below. He says they did that about the law that allows loggers to scale 130,000 pounds on county roads. This just gives the county the right to bring charges if somebody were to go through a bridge or damage a bridge and we have Video evidence that they were crossing the bridge with uh, a cart or a semi-loaded. We actually have something that that our county attorneys can can prosecute with. That will cover off-road like a cart, heavy wagon. I would imagine it would, yes. In other business, the supervisors approved a mileage rate of 67 cents per mile and approved the ICAPT invoice of $222,666. This is a 37% increase from one year ago. ICAP is a self-insurance program that provides property and casualty coverage to Iowa public entities. 
J.D. Custer was appointed chairman of the Guthrie County Board of Supervisors during their meeting this morning. The vice chairman position was appointed to Maggie Armstrong. The board also approved the official county newspaper to the Stewart Herald newspaper. The board also approved annual committee appointments with many representatives remaining unchanged. County paid holidays for 2024 include Memorial Day, Independence Day, Labor Day, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Friday following Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and New Year's Day. These dates were approved as well as regular meeting times set on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and additional meetings on Thursdays at 9 a.m. through March 2024. The board also heard from IT Director Brian Hoffman, who presented the public door system. This is a cloud-based door system that has a lifespan of 10 years. This was approved, and the board's next meeting is January 9th at 9 a.m. Well, HGS Ag and Harlem Precision Agriculture Technology Dealer announced today its purchase to longtime employee and current general manager Adam Gittens. Adam Gittens started his career in college with Ag Leader Technology headquartered in Ames, assisting in troubleshooting Ag Leader customers with their precision agriculture equipment. After graduation from Iowa State, Adam moved back home to Neola, Iowa, to his family farm. Still wanting to stay connected to the exciting and growing industry of precision ag, Adam joined HTS Ag as a technician and salesman. After expanding the territory covered by HTS Ag and adding more vendors, he grew into sales manager and then general manager of HTS Ag. He will assume the role of president of HTS Ag and continue to manage the day-to-day operations of the company, as well as setting strategic direction. HS Ag is headquartered in Harlan, Iowa, and now has 13 employees with several remote locations in Iowa. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.